Mariah. CITR, well, you'll hear none of those divas. CITR 101.9 FM, where the only divas you're likely to hear are Kathleen. Suck my left one! Diamanda. <laughs> Lydia. Would somebody please inform the U.S. government that my uterus is not open to public debate. CITR 101.9 FM, your true devastation.
evening. Once again, you are listening to 101.9 FM in Vancouver, CITR. The show is Stereoscopic Readout, and I'm your host, Darren, as I always am on Thursdays. And uh, we've got a three-hour special for you tonight. Uh, I'm filling in for Bleak, so um, I'm gonna, it's going to be three hours of all-Canadian content, and hopefully um, I can make most of that. Vancouver content, yes, I'm going to be flying Vancouver's freak flag high this evening. Um, I've got something very special lined up for you later, some interviews um, and such like, but for now, I'm going to play some music, and we're going to kick things off with my Indle Ring. I don't want to
I need a place to go. Once in a while, I meet a few people. It's there's little very nice. They try to give me some advice. Or maybe how to walk. Or maybe how to walk. Or maybe how to talk. They think they know where to go. They think they can. Maybe cannot. People are terrible. So fine, I make my bed, I try my lunch, she looks at me and says, you says, I can't believe her, the girl says, she can't be teased by me, she says she can't be teased by me.
Tom Northcott from 1966 um, with Who Planted Thorns in Miss Alice's Garden. That was the B-side to a uh, Donovan cover he did called Sunny Good Street when he was signed to Warner Records in Los Angeles. Although, oddly enough, that song you just heard was recorded in Vancouver and the session musicians who backed him on it went on to form the band Spring, uh, who had a certain amount of local success in uh, the late 60s and early 70s. Um, From the top, actually, we started the show with uh, Hamilton's Simply Saucer. Uh, That's stuff they recorded and released earlier this year. It is available on their MySpace site. But I started this last set with Vancouver's own Mindel Ring and Orange Float Pedals. And that, a, a version, a live version of that is available on YouTube if you go and check out my Indole ring, it's my, obviously M Y N I N D O L E, and ring. Try that out. They've got a few things. Um, followed that with Vancouver's on the Collectors, a track I've been meaning to play for a long time, but I've only got it on LP, and it wasn't until recently I was able to get the turntables figured out. So that was Fat Bird. That was a uh, the B-side to a single they released in 1969 and right after them The Painted Ship, also from Vancouver and Frustration. I'm going to carry on with some more Tom Northcott trio here on Stereostop- Stereos- Stereoscopic Redoubt on 101.9 FM CITR in Vancouver.
your favorite CITR show because it makes fun of the spiel, then you've got nothing to worry about. Now you can get all of the CITR 101.9 FM radio shows off our website and download them straight onto your computer or MP3 players. Just visit www.citr.ca slash podcast and dive into a pool of all of the past radio shows, such as... Because all you people want is more, 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 more! Leave her alone! All to your little heart's desire.
back to Stereoscopic Readout on 101.9 FM in Vancouver, CITR, 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 <laughs> at UBC Campus Radio, which is why you get uh, fun podcast uh, PSAs like the one we just heard. That's a new one. I'm glad we've, uh, not that I have anything against the old ones with Duncan and, uh, uh, what's what was that guy's name? Oh, it, it's on the tip of my tongue. Um, Patrick Watson and um, and uh, the uh, Mac vo- voice uh, synthesizer. Anyway, I'm rambling. Uh, you're back to the show, and that set was kind of uh, kind of a folk garage crossover set. Started that with the Tom Northcott trio from 1965, and let me know. And that was uh, Tom Northcott on guitar and vocals, Rick Enns on bass, Rick Enns who would later appear with the United Empire at Loyalists, and Mock Duck, who we will be hearing both of eventually in the show, and Cat Hendricks on drums, who later went on to play drums for Spring. Followed that with The One-Way Street and Tears, and the self-portrait with He's a Man, and finished that with William Tell and the Marksman with Mary Jane. All those Vancouver acts and all th- three can be found on History of Vancouver Rock and Roll Volumes 3 and 4, which are out on uh, VCRA, the label, the Vancouver Record Collectors Association record label. But Volume 3 is out of print, so it's uh, you're going to have to part with some major dineros for that one. Anyway, I promised you earlier a excuse me, special, and I meant to do this last week, but it's a belated Christmas present to you, the listener, the Vancouver music history enthusiast, as it were, and possibly even the deadhead among you out there. Um, A few years ago, I was doing some 
oh, how should we put it, research for a web page I was working on for the United Empire Loyalists. And I was talking to some guys um, in person and over the phone. And two of these people were Jerry Cruz, who was the manager of the United Empire Loyalists. And he basically got the whole psychedelic ballroom thing happening in Vancouver by starting off at the Afterthought, um, which was originally located i think at i mean originally i mean it was one of two venues um and they were definitely in both of them but one one of them was at the russian community center 2114 west 4th avenue which is still there and it either moved to or moved there from uh, the pender auditorium which was on pender street i can't remember the block but it's burned down it burned down a few years ago a couple of years ago um fairly legendary venue i mean Iggy Pop played there in 73 and um late later on in the uh, late 90s and into the early part of the millennium shall we say it was uh, it housed in the basement Miss T's Cabaret which is far probably fondly remembered by many of you out there who were active with the Vancouver indie scene but I did some interviews with him and I did an interview with Richard Cruikshank who was drummer for the United Empire Loyalists from 1966 through 1968. And I got to talking to both of them on the subject of the Grateful Dead's first visit to Vancouver in June of 1966. They came up in June of 66 to play what was called the Trips Festival, which was put on at the Peony Garden Auditorium by one, quote, Captain Consciousness, who... um, there's still some debate on who exactly that was, but um, we may think it was the guy who ran the psychedelic shop on 4th Avenue, which was across from the Russian Community Center. Um, the Grateful Dead came up to play that show, the Jefferson Airplane, who had already played Vancouver in January of 1966, and Big Brother and the Holding Company with Janis Joplin and Ken Casey, and the Merry Pranksters came up in the bus, and they played the set. Um, now, the story goes that, as you'll hear... Jerry Cruz decided he wanted to get the dead to play the following Saturday at the Pender Auditorium, and uh, this is where we pick up the story. Actually, maybe we could go back to the uh, the Grateful Dead visit then. Um, so, I mean, so you... Uh, anyway, they played at the trip festival. Nobody knew who they were. Yeah. They weren't mainline. Um, it was Janis Joplin. It was... Um, Janis Joplin, Big Brother and the Holding Company. Yeah. Jefferson Airplane, Grateful Dead. Uh-huh. And Grateful Dead was sort of, I don't know where they were on the line. But they weren't on the top. No. Um, but obviously I went to the trip festival and I saw the dead. And um, that's where I was most impressed with. Okay. I just thought, these guys are going to do something. Oh, yeah. So you, you hadn't, in fact, met them when you were in San Francisco, or had you? No, no. no. I, they had, that, that prompted my first trip to San Francisco. So I went backstage to where they were, you know, underneath the stage. Uh-huh. I own this. I own a psych- I used to call it psychedelic dance hall. Yeah. And, um, you want to play for me next week? And they said, sure. I said, well, I'll pay you $500 and I'll put you up in a hotel. Okay. Yeah. That's how they came to the main line. So, actually, I never realized it until I was talking to Rob. And, you know, I, I didn't realize that I had not had actually done it, but um, that was actually the first, that Trips Festival was the first time they played out of the United States. Yeah. 
and the time they performed for me then was actually the first time that they were mainlined as a feature group. Oh, really? So I didn't even know it was a credit to doing that until I was talking to Rob a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Well, anyways, the fear was that they were afraid all that week that nobody would know who they were. Yeah. And I, and oddly, and that's not really written up a lot in the history books either. Have you ever heard of the name Osley? Augustus Osley Stanley III. Well, Osley was a, was a notorious LSD dealer. Y yeah. Uh, that time. And he, he, he was their manager. Oh, really? But I had talked with Gary Garcia, Phil Leach, and somehow pushed him aside, and he was there, right? Oh, yeah. But I didn't know about LSD, and I didn't know about all of that stuff. Uh-huh. Right? I knew about the drug, but I was still not really that aware of that whole thing. Uh-huh. And uh, so anyways, I agreed, put them, so I put them in this hotel on Kingsway, and we hung out for that whole week. But their whole, but what really struck was the first day when I had them in that hotel, they, they thought it was cool, it was like this big dorm. Yeah. All of them in one big room. Uh-huh. And I remember the person coming up to me and overtowering me. I mean, I was just a short little bugger, right? Yeah. The person overtowering me and saying, do you know who I am? No, he says, I'm Osley, and I manage this game that you just booked on your own, right? Uh-huh. Like, the audacity that I can do that. And um, you can't put them in these dwellings. Not good enough for them, right? And I said, hey, sorry, this is it. This is, there ain't, you know, yeah. there ain't anything else. <laughs> and I said, you know who I am? And the whole point is I should have known that he was Osley, right? Oh, it's easy. Oh, yeah. Totally, totally above my head. <laughs> That's a great story, that is. So I stood up to him, but I didn't know I was standing up to him. Oh, yeah. So I, I guess that's why he just rolled over and disappeared, right? Uh-huh. Um, but I never realized that it wasn't until much later. That, you, know, you, know, do you know who you just stood up to? <laughs> no. <laughs> Explain it to me, right? But um, I had no idea that that's who I was standing up to. So anyways, the band stayed, and we got along, we just sort of bonded, I guess, was the word. And um, they were very concerned that nobody would know who they were. Uh-huh. So they saw this gazebo, one of the things during that week is they, they played at Dick Cruikshank's house, they needed a place to practice. Yeah. Okay, so they practiced in territory on holidays. Uh-huh. They totally didn't know that the Grateful Dead were going to practice in their house. Oh, no. Richard did. He said it was okay. But his parents didn't know that. Parents were away. No? Yeah. <laughs> they were. But everybody turned up for that. I always thought the whole house was destroyed, right? Oh, yeah? And again, so I just talked to Richard. You know, he says, this, 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 you know, this, the story has gone along for this party, right? Uh-huh. How the house was destroyed and how everything was wrecked. And he says, but nothing was wrecked, Jerry. The only thing was there was a fire in one that I started, that Richard started. Uh-huh. He tells me about it. Like, a cigarette, and all the food was gone out of the fridge. <laughs> but the story that got painted over the years was, you know, how they smashed the house. Oh, yeah. But in fact, that didn't happen, which I thought was interesting. In other words, they behaved themselves. Yes. They practiced. They just, everybody happened to come to the house for the party. Uh-huh. Well, it turned into a party, but that was not the It was just legitimately them to go to find a place to practice. Yes. Okay. Um, 
What was the other thing I was gonna like about? Did they? Was it just the band and some of their crew, or was there sort of an entourage that they had? Uh, everybody, an entourage appeared. I don't know where they came from, or how the word got out. You know, but obviously, the what I call the underground movement, or the alternate, the alternative lifestyle. Yes. The word got out to them. Oh, okay. And they appeared. <laughs> to my shock. Mm. And to North Vancouver, that was quite a shock. How people found out about it, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, when we were at some point, we were going, you know, going through to North Van. Uh-huh. And they saw this gazebo, and um, they just wanted to play. They said, hey, if we play in this gazebo, everybody would know who we are there. But you just can't play in a gazebo like that. And they said, yeah, we can. If you stop the car and let us. <laughs> so um, they did. Huh. And, um, I, they said, go and get a key for it. And I just listened to them, and I went to the lifeguard, got a key. And... Um, they jammed. Uh-huh. They played. In the middle of an afternoon. Neat. Uh, how did that seem to go over? Um, traffic was stopped. Um, nothing moved. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was great. It was a wonderful concert. And um, eventually, these came and stopped them. Oh, yeah. But uh, it was just a neat concert. Like, was it was it just people stopping because there was a band, or was it people be stopping because it was a, a band of long-haired people playing? Long-haired people. Oh, I see. But nobody even knew that. People did what no one. Nobody knew who they were. Mm -hmm. That was their, their whole point, was they wanted people to know who the people they were. Okay. They hadn't had any recordings out, nothing. They weren't anybody. Mm -hmm. um, I sure the hell didn't know that they were going to go on to become that it came on that time. So anyways, then I had them in the dance hall. Yeah. And um, obviously it worked because um, the dance hall was jammed. Yeah. I mean, it, I mean, I couldn't put another body in there. <laughs> it was just... Mm. Yeah, it was the fullest that that place had ever been. Really? Yeah, I think uh, Jeff mentioned something about the cops showing up to that, too. I and showed up to that and told me it was 12 o'clock and I had to close it down. Uh-huh. They were playing midnight hour at 12 o'clock. Uh-huh. And um, just coincidence, I, I don't think they've ever recorded that. Mm-hmm. You know, midnight hour, the R&B song. Yes. They were literally playing it at midnight. I remember the police coming to me and telling me that I had to stop it. And I said, if you want this stop, okay, you go up on stage. You think you're good enough there? I should have hell not going up on that stage and telling him. I don't want to ride on my hand. The police just turned around and walked out. Oh yeah. Need. Need. Um. Then we had no problem. But th that comes into that class, you know. Now as a, as a social worker, I can you know, analyze it more. You know, had the police, which they've done so many typical times, yeah. come in and tried to crash that. Uh-huh. It would have just turned into a horrendous riot. Yeah.
Yeah, I had <laughs> Augustus Owsley there, and everybody was perfect. Not a thing went wrong. It only damaged the house I caused by leaving a cigarette. I used to smoke for a mall. Yeah. And I left a cigarette in an ashtray, and it burned the top of my parents' old wooden stereo set. That's how they used to be in those days, one small big unit. Not a thing was broken or missing or anything. Just cold. They must have had 30 people in the house. Nobody's seen anything like it in West Bend. All these guys with shoulder-length hair. Oh, yeah. I mean, nobody had shoulder-length Not a one person, you know? Just phenomenal. And then suddenly there's the Grateful Dead cruising around. And they were the nicest people. That's how I remember them. They were really sweet people. But uh, they, the Grateful Dead played in my parents' house. We lived over in a, near uh, what was formerly Hillside High School. Oh, yeah. In West Bend, which is near, say, 22nd in Ottawa. Uh-huh. And so picture this. It's either 66 or 67. I'm trying to remember. Let's see, how old would I be? I'm born in 49. So in 66, I'd be 16, I guess. Yeah. I'd just be turning 16. Yeah. And so I must have been 66, and nobody would seen anybody with long hair. Oh, yeah. And these people were there, and they came in and played and rehearsed and made our equipment. We had all our equipment set up, my Ludwig drums. Uh-huh. Uh, Ludwig's and um, I think had Ludwig's snare drum and then all those Fender amplifiers that we had and the guys of course brought their own guitars and I don't know what they did for organ because we didn't have an organ at the time but maybe they brought an organ amp or something and a small organ and what happened is that they just played and the neighbor could hear it the neighbors you know you're surrounded by it was fairly higher fairly upper middle class neighborhood yeah so all business owners, dentists living across the street, teachers, retired teachers, and everything. My, my stepfather was a retired teacher. So it was a fairly, you know, upper middle class neighborhood. And nobody, nobody could believe it. But everybody was cool. Nobody was freaking out. They were saying, oh, this is interesting. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, this is an interesting thing. And going along doing their number. And uh, the guys, guys played. And I guess you could hear it outside. You must have been able to hear it. So it was quite a, a fun thing. And they were just, as I mentioned, they were really good people. There was no problem at all. Not yeah. a single problem. Yeah. Nothing went, you know, you imagine a house full of people you don't know and never have seen. Nothing went missing. There was absolutely no damage. The only thing was the food was uh, they had people that were like road crew and they just went to the fridge and took all the food out to <laughs> cook and feed all the people because they had to. Yeah. So the fridge was empty, but it was clean. It was spotless. Oh, neat. But empty, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So they were very, very good people. And they sounded great too. Like we couldn't believe they made our equipment sound so good. So oh yeah. Guys, are we'll sound better if we have better equipment. Was always the thought, you know, of a 16-year-old yeah. kid.
United Empire Loyalists. Uh, pretty uh, interesting feature. I try it while... <laughs> <laughs> United Empire. Okay, let me start that again. Uh, United Empire Loyalists on 101.9 FM CITR in Vancouver. Uh, I'm just totally winging it. That was a special I had intended to air last week, but I couldn't get my act together and um, had some technical difficulties getting that transposed to digital format. But there you go. Started that with an interview from 2000 with Jerry Cruz, manager of the United Empire Loyalists uh, in the 60s until... I think it was up until 1967 or 68, um, and I have to apologize for the quality of the recording there, but uh, when I recorded it off the telephone, I didn't really have the uh, the feature set up very well, and Jerry's voice was really, really low in the mix, so I had to break into it. Uh, once I got it onto my computer, I had to uh, tweak it a little bit, so that's why the volume's kind of all over the place, and there's plenty of occasions when jerry's talking you can hear hear me breathing over top of it but i hope you um i hope you kind of understood uh or you could understand what was being said and followed that with the only single that the united empire loyalists ever released while they were around uh that's available on history of vancouver rock and roll volume three uh the track is no 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 i think it's a willie cobb number which may have been taught to the band by the grateful dead while they were visiting in 1966. Followed that with a brief interview with Richard Cruikshank. It was actually a sandwich or sort of a hodge or a mix-up of um, two separate interviews I'd done with him where he was talking about the Grateful Dead's visit and them taking over his house and uh, basically cleaning his fridge. <laughs> and uh, followed that with a uh, from the United Empire Loyalists uh, CD Notes from Underground which was released a few years back, um, a song called Otis. And that's the sort of United Empire Loyalists 1967-68 lineup playing with Crookshank on drums, Rick Ends on bass and singing, um, Anton Kolsty on guitar, lead guitar, and Jeff Ridley on uh, rhythm guitar. That Jeff being the guy I referred to, um, during the interview with Jerry Cruz, uh, saying that the police had showed up at the Grateful Dead's show at the Pender Auditorium and tried to shut it down. Uh, oh, also, I should mention the gazebo that Jerry Cruz is talking about. That's the bandstand in the West End on English Bay, which is still there today. Um, so carrying right along, it is coming up on 7 o'clock, and uh, I'm going to play another track by the United Empire Loyalists, but this is when they were a three-piece after Anton had left the band and with uh, their set later drummer, Glenn Hendrickson, on drums. And I'm going to... It's going to be a lengthy set, but uh, you're listening to 101.9 FM CITR in Vancouver. We are podcast. The show will be podcast, so if you want to download that interview later, it will be up at www.citr.ca. Go to the podcast menu, look under Indie Eclectic for stereoscopic readout. Anyway, moving right along, this is some more United Empire Loyalist from 1970. Wrong track. Where am I at here? Track four. There we go. (laughs) 
You're trying. 
Fun you're looking for Write it down now, 114 One ring, Jane, was her name Don't you know she's always gay
this is uh, Sam from the Go Team, and you are listening to CITR1019FM in Vancouver.
half an inch from eternity.
Back with <clears throat> back with you on Stereoscopic Readouts on 101.9 FM in Vancouver, CITR, and I'm Darren, your host. Um, that was quite a lengthy block of music, but we've got uh, plenty uh, more where that came from this evening, because Bleak is away for the holidays, and I'm filling in until 9 when Ben comes in and takes care of... Um, Live from Thunderbird Radio Hell. I don't know who he's got in or if, in fact, he's got anybody um, in the studio this week. Um, he certainly didn't last week. But uh, at 11, he's until 11, and then Cliff takes over with Laugh Tracks, and then JT's in at midnight with Raw Radio. But we're coming to the end of the first 90 minutes of Stereoscopic Readout's three-hour um, pre-New Year, post-Christmas, all-CanCon special for you. And that was, uh, we concluded that set with One Ring Jane, no, not One Ring Jane, Golden Girl by Papa Bear's Medicine Show. And I'll be playing a little bit more of them in a minute. But uh, Papa Bear's Medicine Show from 1970, the track Golden Girl from the Kool-Aid Benefit album. Two tracks preceded that by Mother Tucker's Yellow Duck off their debut 1969 album uh, Walk Your Head Around and One Ring Jane started the set with United Empire Loyalists carrying on from the interview segment earlier and looking and searching the 1973 piece recording um, as opposed to the 1968 four-piece recording uh and then after the United Empire Loyalists we heard Silk Road by My Indle Ring another um Really great uh, Vancouver band, which I mentioned earlier. You can find them on YouTube. Um, if you missed that portion, why not download the podcast when I get it up? Um, you can find it on YouTube. But I, there's Indole is spelled I-N-D-O-L-E. Anyway, we're going to be carrying on now um, and crossing into exquisite corpse territory, but I won't play the promo for you. But I'm going to be carrying on with a couple of uh, long or uh, one short and one long live track. Uh, The first is by Papa Bear's Medicine Show, again, uh, from a live CD I picked up at Neptune Records uh, a little while ago, and uh, it's recorded at the Retinal Circus. Now, the Retinal Circus, I've already mentioned the afterthought, was uh, the first sort of psychedelic ballroom um, that Vancouver had, and it had two different homes, one at um, the Pender Auditorium and the other one at the Russian Community Centre on 4th. When Jerry Cruz had to shut the, or kind of lost his business license to run the afterthought, um, a guy named Roger Schiffer stepped in and opened the Retinal Circus, and that was at the corner of Davy and Burrard uh, in the West End, and the, the building which um, presently houses celebrities. Um, and that was another uh, that was another great venue. The Velvet Underground played there twice um, in 1969. But from a recording made on June the first, June the twenty first, nineteen sixty eight. Where are we at here? Number seven. So CD player three. Forgot which CD player I had queued up. Uh, this is Papa Bear's Medicine Show with I'll Never Forget Bill Johnson.
was live mock duck uh, recorded in 1968 at the village bistro where was that doesn't say exactly where the village bistro was i'm assuming it might have been on fourth but um somebody out there if they know why not give me a call um what is the phone number here Phone lines are open and manned and waiting for your call. 822-2487-604, 822-CITR, or 604-UBC-CITR. If you know where the Village Bistro was at that time, Gavin Walker, you out there? I don't know. Um, it was recorded on um, October 19th and 20th, 1968, Mock Duck, with Homemade Jam. And before that, heard a very brief... Uh, Tracked by Papa Bear's Medicine Show. Oh, here we go. There's somebody on the line. Um, one second.
Vancouver's current Sultans of Psychedelia, the um, Green Hour, formerly known as the Yesterdays. Uh, I was going to start with a feature on uh, sort of 2007 for them in review. Uh, we released a, a lot of demo material uh, this year, and they finally have a new album. It's in the can. It's ready to go. Um, I heard it over the weekend. It's it's quite something. It's quite something special to look forward to in 2008, and they will be having their CD release party at the Anza Club on the 24th of January. That is a Thursday evening. It'll be upstairs, put on by the guys who do Psych Night, usually on Wednesdays, except for the last Wednesday of the month down in the uh, pub in the basement of the Anza Club. Anyway, this is... um Demo material that uh, I will be re- will be rendered redundant once the once the uh, new album is out. So this is sort of a funeral for the yesterdays, as it were. Uh, they've changed their name. They um, are on to uh, a new direction. Well, not really a new direction, but uh, they're uh, they're 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 making headway as the Green Hour, as they are now called. So that was brand new lover um, from way almost a year ago. They that was on their MySpace site, and uh, coming up, this is Silent Madam.
the green hour on an extended version of stereoscopic readout this thursday evening on 101.9 fm citr in vancouver ubc campus radio i'm darren i'm your host i'm filling in for bleak if you're just tuning in or if you have tuned in um and are wondering where bleak is bleak is away with the family in the u.s this week so um i'm covering for him uh, but um, I think we may actually even have uh, Chris Horrific uh, sitting in for Ben Eli uh, on uh, Thunderbird Radio held today. I'm not sure. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's it's the holidays. It's allowed. Um, and you're getting a three-hour special. This is three hours of all-Canadian content. And so far, we are up to sev- two straight hours of Vancouver content uh, from uh, the 60s and today. And uh, the today portion of that equation being covered by the green hour um formerly the yesterdays this is an unofficial funeral for the yesterdays because on the 24th you will have the green hours new album some of the uh, songs i've been playing will have entirely new versions recorded and available on it and as such that renders these recordings redundant so this is the last time i will be playing these particularly particular recordings of these particular songs for you uh moving right along going back to yesterday and the sounds of 1967 with a feature on the northwest company um where are we at here track one this here we go
what's going on around town? LiveMusicVancouver.com is the Lower Mainland's comprehensive source for live music listings. We've got more than 350 shows listed at any time, and our listings are updated continuously by hundreds of the very people who put on the shows you love. Artist information and MP3s are accessible right from the listings, as are maps and calendars for virtually every venue in the city. All this and tons more totally free at LiveMusicVancouver.com. Hi, this is Mick from Bell Sebastian, and you're listening to DITR 101.9 FM.
is a lengthy block of music by Haney's Haney's own uh, Northwest Company, yes, from uh, Maple Ridge. Um, it's actually, when I first moved to, because I grew up in Montreal, when I first moved to uh, Vancouver in 1989, um, I, I obviously had already become incorporated as Maple Ridge, and all of a sudden I would start hearing about these places like Haney and Wanak, and I, I had to ask like my parents, like, what's, what's Haney? I've never heard of this before, and uh, way back in the day, um, it was separate townships. There were three separate townships. I can't remember what the third one. There was Haney, Wanick, and there was a third one. Um, but anyway, uh, the Northwest Company hailed from Haney. Um, and basically, the uh, what I played were the first two singles they released in their entirety and the B-side of their third single. Uh, first single, Get Away From It All, Backed With Hard To Cry, was released in 1967, as was... Eight hour day. Sorry, the end is autumn and eight hour day. Um, eight hour day coming from the session that uh, basically brought you get away from it all and hard to cry. And the difference between it and its A side, the end is autumn, is uh, pretty much night and day. Um, end is autumn has more of the uh, professional sound of 1967 about it. While the first three songs sort of have more capture that uh, raw. Northwest sound 1964 to 1966 a lot better and uh, I think they are quite you know they're they're three of uh, the three of the songs I think Vancouver can uh, take most pride in from that period especially Hard to Cry is one of my favorite uh, Time for Everyone which was the last track you heard of that set was the B side to a 1968 single but the A side was a cover of the Beatles uh, She's a Woman so uh, in keeping with the CanCon theme of today's show i decided not to play it um but they're all available on a really good compilation um called the northwest company 1966 to 1973 uh it's put out by neptune records it's available at neptune records it's available all over the place you can probably find it at zulu if you were looking for it i think there might even be an lp version out which you can find uh somewhere but um, available wherever finer records are sold. Uh, keeping on with the Vancouver theme, and uh, this is going to be the last block of vintage Vancouver psychedelia, garage rock, folk rock, and whatever else I managed to bring into the show today uh, for you, is um, I'm going to start it off with uh, the Nocturnals. It's another band which has released a CD compilation retrospective over the past year. Um, and this is If This Ain't Love. Can it? 
Is it all so clear to see? Intelligence in me Are you a monkey? Have you never had the urge to kill? Is a hatred creeping still Inside you
And we are back with the stereoscopic readout three-hour, um, not quite New Year's and beyond Christmas special for you this evening. Um, that was the final block of Vancouver music I'll be playing for you this evening because I finally ran out. <laughs> I finally ran out of stuff to play. Um, started that set off with a band uh, called the Nocturnals uh, from 1966 and a track called If This Ain't Love. They do have a retrospective CD out right now. Uh, it was released over the summer. Um, they were a band that didn't really kind of survive the 60s. They Vancouver, I think prior to the start of the whole psych scene and Vancouver, um, the music scene was like the live music scene was pretty much dominated by sort of more rock and roll bands. I wouldn't say 50s style, but more R&B flavored uh, outfits, of which the Nocturnals certainly were. And they were quite exceptional at it. Um, but they just weren't into the whole... And I guess they weren't really into the whole psychedelic ballroom scene, although they did play once at the Retinal Circus with the United Empire Loyalists, from what I understand. Um, so more is a pity, but they do have a compilation out, um, independently released, which is out and available. I uh, know you can pick it up at Neptune. Um, followed that with The Painted Ship and Little White Lies, you know, one of the, the A-side. I don't know if it's a double A-side or if it was a, that was the A-side, but it was... I think in garage rock circles, it's what Vancouver would be best known for, their single Little White Lies and Frustration. I followed them with um, The Eternal Triangle, which was an outfit comprised of, oh, Howie Vickers from The Collectors, uh, Tom Northcott, whom I've played quite a bit of uh, earlier this evening, and Susan Jacks, um, sister of Terry Jacks, um, you know him, Seasons in the Sun, Concrete Sea. Um, Susan Jacks would end up playing with Terry and, uh, excuse me, in the Poppy family later on in the 60s. But uh, that was a single. I, I can't remember when that single was actually released. But it was, uh, it was a one-off called My New Love. Uh, Winter's Green uh, with Are You a Monkey? Also from Vancouver History of Vancouver Rock and Roll Volume 3. But uh, Winter's Green, their claim to fame is that they, uh, in the 70s, they evolved into the band Trooper. But we won't hold that against them now, will we? And finish that set with the One Way Street um, and a track called Listen to Me. So, as I said, that concludes the Vancouver portion. I think I did pretty good. Two and a half hours straight of nothing but vintage and uh, some recent Vancouver psych and garage and folk rock for you and artifacts pertaining there too um if you missed uh, if you're tuning in and you missed the interview with jerry cruz and richard crookshank i did earlier or i made earlier or i tapes of which i played earlier um you can go and check out our podcast feature at www.citr.ca click on the very obvious podcast link go to the indie eclectic menu and scroll down to stereoscopic readout where you will also find therein um 
podcasts of just about every show on CATR. There's all kinds of things that, you know, I, I, I can't start to list the programs I'd recommend you listening to because it would take all evening. I mean, there's just so many great, great shows. Um, so take a lucky dip. Just go and take a look and see what there is. If anything sounds interesting, download it. Uh, most uh, most most podcasts are about an hour and a half to two hours long. Anyway, I'm starting to ramble. Uh, but I am going to carry on with our all-Canadian content three-hour special this evening. And this is an artifact I was quite uh, happy to find over the summer. This is a band from back east. I don't know exactly where the... CD doesn't really give much information, although I suspect they're probably from Ontario. This is the Plastic Cloud and Civilization Machine.
Okay, I'm sorry. That song is completely outstated. It's welcome. <laughs> I do apologize for that, folks. I really do. Um, Plastic Cloud, I... Yeah. <laughs> I should have played uh, You Don't Care. I should have played a couple of songs back to... Bridge Under the Sky, Art's a Happy Man, um, Epistle to Paradise. They're all great songs. That, I'm sorry, that just was uh, quite self-indulgent. Anyway, I apologize Moving right along, I've got some wonderful station IDs and uh, PSAs for you. Exquisite Corp with DJ Lee. Oh. Thursday evening, 7.30 to 9. Radio way out. 
outside the mind. Some even make up their own songs, including lyrics only they can understand. Imagine your possessions. I wonder if you can. Three blind mice. They all ran after the farmer's wife who cut off their... with a carving knife. All that noise. All that noise. Getting back to the music that has come to me from another planet. Are you a musician or a budding disco superstar at any level? List yourself in, like, the musician directory on livemusicvancouver.com, and you can find gigs that are, like, totally cool people to jam with. We've got some groovy listings sorted by instrument and playing level, so you can find just the cool cat you're looking for. Could be a teacher, someone to jam with, or a serious musical project. Profiles link to past and present show listings, and band rosters, too, so you can even check them out beforehand. Choose from over 1,000 local musicians or list your own cool profile online easily and for free livemusicvancouver.com
about seven minutes to nine on this Thursday evening. You are listening to 101.9 FM CITR in Vancouver and the special three-hour all-can-con episode of Stereoscopic Readout with me, your host, Darren. Uh, we've got seven minutes left and then Ben, Ben's in with Live from Thunderbird Radio Hell. I don't believe we have a band in this evening, but we do have a special for you. It's a co-hosting thing. Uh, ben is doing the show with Chris Horrific from Parts Unknown, usually heard uh, Mondays 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. Um, so good stuff coming your way. But first, I've got to tell you what I played, and I'm going to play the last song. And started that set with uh, the French Revolution, a band from Montreal. Um 
don't know much about them, but uh, that is the track 9 Till 5. It's available on Electric Sugar Cube Flashbacks Volume 4, which is actually, I guess, mainly British bands on that compilation. And they threw the French Revolution in because they couldn't figure out where they're from. But I think uh, that was a few years ago. In the intervening years, we found out that they were actually quite a... What a name band in Montreal that recorded in English and in French. Followed that with Toronto's Passing Fancy from 1968 and um, a track called A Passing Fancy. And I'm going to send that out to uh, Luke Meat, our music coordinator for the station, because I know how much he loves it when bands name songs after themselves. And followed that with Toronto's The Poppers from 1967. The Poppers were, um, they had two claims of fame. They were, first, they were the only Canadian band on the bill at the Monterey Pop Festival that June in 1967. And second, uh, their drummer was one Skip Prokop, who was actually quite a fine drummer, uh, and went on to form a band called Lighthouse in the early 70s. Had a few hits. Uh, uh, ooh, what was the name of that track? Um sunny days they did and there was a song called pretty lady um he was in the band the poppers you heard the magic people and also goes to luke meat because um not only does he have a soft spot for bands which sing songs entitled named after themselves but he also has a soft spot for songs by bands where they tell you what they're going to do <laughs> Uh, followed that with Toronto's East African Fair from 1967 and a track called I Won't Stare and ended that set with uh, The Witness Incorporated from Saskatoon. And uh, I think it was a wonderful surprise uh, when I found that on garagehangover.com. It's a track called Not You Girl. Um, if you go to garage hangover, excuse me, garagehangover.com, it's well worth a visit. Uh, they do have MP3s um, up pending permission from the people who own the copyrights, but uh, there, there's actually a fair amount of Canadian content on there. A lot of bands from uh, northern and uh, western Ontario, surprisingly enough. Um, Witness Incorporated from Saskatoon, I believe they were, or Regina. They were from Sask- Saskatchewan anyway. Uh, they did have something from Winnipeg, but it was taken down before I could download it um, for your listening pleasure. But anyway, we are almost at an end here. Um, as I said, Thunderbird Radio Hell is up next. Ben and Chris Arific co-hosting. Uh, so in the meantime, I'm going to lead you out with, uh, well, what else would I end a um, all-can concept with? But Bent Wind with Mystify. You have a great holiday season. Take it easy and have a happy new year.
Right to Play is an international humanitarian organization using sport and play programs to encourage the healthy